Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today we are already trucking along at the 23rd of April. And, you know, yesterday my son came to me and said, what day is it? And he goes, wow, this is the first time I have actually lost track of days. Like, couldn't remember what day it was. So it's just, you know, kind of interesting at best. And it's weirdly, I want to say fun just to see different, to see us different, to see us thinking about different things, and it's coming out in our dreams, guys. <laughs> it's it's starting to be where in my sleep I'm trying to figure this out, and I got a couple of dreams today. I think they're both anonymous. Let me read them, and they will tell us, and I think they both are. So my first dream is, hi, Nadia, how's it going? If you have time on Thursday, would you interpret my dream, please? I'm PMing because I really don't know if I wanted to be anonymous. Well, let's just leave that there. I was in a different country. The men were smallish, dark skin, and wearing white shirts and pants. So maybe South Asia. I was, and I, wait, I and several more people were standing at a wall looking at water. The water was surging up against another wall a few feet from where we were standing, and there was a space between the two walls wide and deep enough for someone to walk in. It looked like a flood protection arrangement. There was a tall white man in trouble in the water. I went around the people, jumped in the water, and swam out to him. Another man was also swimming out to him ahead of me. There was a boat nearby and took him to the boat. I went back to where I was, and there were aisles in a pharmacy. The men were there to apply for a job at the pharmacy. I wasn't. I was looking for my water bottle because I wanted to take some vitamins. The guy who was doing the interviewing was angry and was yelling at an employee in a business suit to document what he was saying about the next applicant. Everyone knew he was lying. She ignored him and carried on with her filing. It had nothing to do with me, so I went about my business. I found two of my three vitamin tablets on the floor, picked them up, and figured I had already taken the third one, and then went around the aisle to find my water bottle. There were several bottles of water on the shelf, all without caps, so I just left them there. Then outside and walking on a dirt path away from the pharmacy. My path was in, in a dip in the ground with fenced farmers' fields up to the left and another path through the trees up to the right, with more farmers' fields to the right of the path. The path through the trees looked more interesting, but I decided to keep to mine. The woman from the pharmacy was walking behind me, now wearing casual clothes and looking happy, like she just quit her job. She went up to the path on the right, came back down, and then went back up to walk through the trees. There were 
a few people walking in the other direction. My path was straight ahead of me with one long dip, followed by a long hill slightly taller than the dip. I could see the path went straight for miles, leading me back to where I was supposed to be, my city, way ahead and up on the right-hand side. What I could see of the city was a kind of a Wizard of Ozzy bright in the golden light. I would be entering the city in the northernmost limit. Thank you so much. Love you. This dream, I had someone ask me a question about choices yesterday, was all about choices. Throughout your dream, no matter what you were faced with, you were conscious of not feeling like you had to save the world on every turn, you knew your role. You're like this observer. More than an observer, you're a witness. It's like you're watching what's going on around you or in the world. And you see a little bit of this, somebody's drowning and someone goes to help and you participate to help, but it turns out they didn't need you. That was taken care of. And then you're in the pharmacy and you see like these random things, right, like water without caps on it. Well, you know not to drink that, so you don't even try. You don't say, oh, should I drink it? And, hey, it might be okay, then you drink it. You know, it, you didn't, you're not wishy-washy. You have a clear path in your mind of what's yours and what isn't yours. And you're just like a witness. You're you're watching this. You're seeing that, you know, there's a guy drowning. There's a guy that's lying in the pharmacy. You know, what are you doing in the pharmacy? You go to take your vitamins. You realize you've taken one. It wasn't like you questioned yourself and said, did I take that or not? You knew you took one of those pills that you just found. So your, your way of questioning yourself isn't through doubt. Actually, when things come out like this in a dream, they're really good to know because when during the daytime and you're running around in, I want to say you're more conscious in your sleep than you are during when you're awake, but you're, you're, you're getting it. You get that yelling at an employee that's wearing a business suit isn't very professional, like the dichotomy of that, like who has power over who. And knowing that someone was lying, so she just ignored him. She, You not only know who you are, you also know who you can see that. But the beauty of it is, is that you know what's yours and what's not. So you know that you are just witnessing you don't have to go and take on every fight. You you know what your battles are if you need to take them. You know that saving a life is something important that you would do. You know that you didn't overtake your vitamins, that the one you found, you picked them up and you realized you'd already taken one of them. You knew all of that. You were looking for your water bottles. Even though there were some on the shelf that didn't have caps on them, could have been drank by anybody. But is that a word? Could have been drank. That was that was good. I, I usually don't come up with some that are that bad, but that was a good bad one. <laughs> so that was that. But you just knew. 
throughout this whole thing, you knew, you knew, you knew, you witnessed, you understood, and you stayed on your path. You could have gone to the farm. You could have stopped and talked to the girl, but instead you you just observed her. You didn't need to get to know her. You were learning more from her by just watching her. You know when to be silent. You also know when to step out and be involved. You have a very strong compass. And that compass serves you well because it, it takes out trouble in your life. If you see trouble coming, you know when to stop being involved doesn't mean it's good or bad. It just means you know. You have your own compass. You have very strong instincts. And you trust them enough to get to where you want to go. And you got where you needed to go because you did that. You got to the light. It's It's interesting because... In our lives right now, we're starting to see discord because, you know, it's been mentioned that we want to reopen our economy, we want to reopen our economy, and people are saying, well, why don't we go out? Well, they know darn well why we're not going out. We're all inside for the same reason, and now it's about human rights. In every other country in our world, people are saying, hey, you know what? Let's take care of each other. But we have to be, it's, it's like we're the only people it's happening to in the U.S. Now we have protesters who, who want to go out. And I'm thinking the virus is the one playing the next shot, telling us, hey, you know what, figure me out and we can get this over with. And it might take time, but there's a reason this is going on. But it's because they don't know clearly what's in their best interest or not. Just because they're looking at the facts and they don't care. Where in your dream, you're looking at the facts and you're saying, hey, I know I shouldn't turn over here. Hey, I know I shouldn't go there. I know that this might not be easy for me or it's very easy for me to see But I just know to stay in my lane for now. Just like you noticed the woman ignored the guy who was lying and telling her what to do at the same time. You can see the people who also were like you. You could see the guy who was helping the guy. You could see that when the water was on both sides, that that was like a protection arrangement. You're very observant of what's around you. And when we are observant of what's around us, we are some of the best decision makers of our time. And we may not think that's a big deal, but it makes a big deal difference in your life on a daily basis. And A great example of that would be your home. We're all home right now for the most part. 
I have a sister who's an essential worker, and she's never home. Talks to me on her day off, or she calls me at 4.30 in the morning because she knows I'm going to be awake and says, I have 15 minutes before I start work. But she's also learning some crazy stuff. And she told me, I would rather be busy in this time. I like having somewhere to go because when I help people and I come home, that's worth everything to me. And it just makes me cry because I know how much it means to her to help in the ways that she can because not all of us are trained as essential workers. But she knows. The fact that she knows what she's doing takes away any fear. And in all of your decisions, in your dream, none of them were based on fear. It wasn't like, oh, that man's lying, we're all doomed. Oh, that guy's going to die. Nope, there's a man that's dying and we're going out to help him. We are the most efficient in our lives when we can be objective about what we see and then know what we can do, what is our capacity, just like with my sister. She knows what she can do, but she also knows what she can't do. And here you knew. You have a chance. You could probably save that guy. And then you saw that somebody else went for it and was ahead of you on that. You knew in the dream you didn't continue. You, you were done. You did what you could do. It wasn't like, oh, but I wish I could have saved him. Somebody else got there and, and did it, and you were on the right path. It's just you accept life as it is. You see it for what it is. Your, your brain is big enough in itself to understand what's yours and what isn't, and you don't carry the weight of every single situation that happens in your life and stop and die at every corner. You know that you were going somewhere, and you got there. And you got there. What a great dream. Thank you for sharing that. I wish you didn't stay anonymous. It's like one of the best um, validations that you are, you are grown inside. You can, you can rest inside, understanding that, hey, you know what? I'm at a point in my life where I actually got my back. I'm not letting myself, I call it the spinning plates, get caught up in the spinning plates of life because they're going to spin with or without me, but where do I fit into that and what's actually mine and what isn't? Oh, it was, okay, so, okay, I'm not anonymous anymore. Thanks, Nadia. Um, It was from Frances Robinson, and she sent me that dream last week. Great dream. Thank you, Francis, for sharing. And thank you for letting everyone know that that's you because you are the witness. You're the one who's category cataloging all of the radio shows and, and you're doing all these things that you just know. You know what you can do, and it's one of the most beautiful things to witness. So thank you for that, and thanks for coming out. I have another dream, anonymous dream, for one of these miraculous Thursdays. Last night, I dreamt in my beautiful home. Oh, this was Francis. It turned out better than I thought it would. Yes, it really did. A very good dream. Um, Okay, I was in my beautiful home, which I finally found, and a close friend was with me supporting me. Then I realized that there would be people coming at midnight trying to burn down my happy home. 
I knew the people who were about to come, and my father was leading them. I knew there was nothing I could do other than prepare my house for what was coming as best I could. So I prepared my home, and shortly before the time of arrival, I told my friend we had to leave. Oddly in the preparations, I bought food for the family who was coming to supply the gathering event with meals. I did this because my father had asked me to. I spent all my money on their food and had none for myself. But it didn't scare me because I knew I was okay. I locked the door and I told my friend, we now have to go and hide and find a place to be safe. I was very sad and angry because all I could do, I had done. And I had nothing left to do than to walk away. As I started walking, my friend disappeared. Before she had been like my shadow, I started walking up the hill in the middle of the night and it was raining. My surroundings changed and I didn't really notice until I stopped and looked around. I had caught up in my emotions of sadness and anger for a long time as I lifted my head and looked around. I had already left the street and entered a beautiful garden with a big house much more beautiful than the one I left behind. I was surrounded by beauty and fertile nature. I began to realize that the house I was looking at and the garden I was in were meant to be mine. Once I realized that I forgot about everything I had walked away from, the feelings that hit me when I woke up were quite intense, sadness and anger. As I started writing up my dream, the ending of it became more present and the anger and sadness left me as if they had never been with me. The last feeling I had in my dream was being in a garden and looking at the house and feeling the moist air around me, ready to explore or become the owner of my surroundings. Thank you so much for everything, dear Nadia. It's just wonderful you do. Well, I got to tell you, it is interesting to me that in this time we are defining, we're cleaning up, we're taking out the emotional I want to say just baggage, just the emotional suitcases. We're opening them up one at a time. And our dreams, it goes back to origins of truth over and over and over again. It's either going to be black or white. The home that someone was going to come burn down, you spent your last money to feed the people that were there, your friend disappeared, Your, your anger at your parents disappeared, your parents disappeared, the house disappeared and you didn't mourn or grieve it. Because you've been ready for a long time to just know what you know. And this dream is reflective of a lot of what we're going through in our lives right now. These are reflective of the times in our lives. Our dreams are starting to present themselves instead of with greater fear Understanding who we are and what's in our control, the big deal. I had a friend call me yesterday, and I actually could not do the show for the the last three days. I have been on high talking, 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 talking all the time. And I just needed to be quiet and do projects and let my brain do something else. I had to rebalance because I'm... I'm giving, giving, giving out, and I I literally got tired. But I knew that I can tape and I could record, 
and I can do certain things because the questions that people are asking me are all about these things. Like, wow, there's stuff I thought I couldn't live without, and I don't miss it. I don't miss it. I'm shocked. And there's a lot of stuff I've been doing that I can't even imagine myself doing again. And forget all the big reasons and all the politics and all the stuff that's going on that we can't control because we just cannot control it. A majority of us are home. It's the nature of this time. Younger people who don't have children are saying, one day when I tell my kids about this, that's when they're going to think I'm old. Yes, because now you are living what will be history. And we are conscious of that fact. The fear of dying isn't so far away because we think, wow, you know, I thought, what if I get it? And what if I, my body can't handle it? And what if I die because of it? Well, then I'll die because of it. And I won't be the first or last person to die, but I know where I'm going. So I can't live in fear while I'm living, otherwise I'm not living. Well, that thought is showing up at people's door right now because the thought of it, you know, we hear of somebody who is just talking to their doctor and then the doctor turns around and they're gone. But every single essential worker understands that they're doing their best. But there's things we can and we can't control. Once we've done our best, that's what we've got. Just like Francis in her dream, going to save the guy. Just like this anonymous dream where, you know, she knew that her father was leading the pack to come and burn down her house. And she left food for them with her last dollars and understood that she had to leave and take care of herself, and she did, or he did. And they found where they belonged, that their feelings of sadness and anger left, because when we fight for ourselves, and we know we're fighting for ourselves, and we understand why we're doing something, the whole issue of regrets doesn't come into play. I know people who have lived their lives based on regretting every decision they've ever made. I've worked with them. Every decision they made, they doubted, and it took its toll on them emotionally because now they didn't trust any decision they were going to make or even the ones they were making when they came to me. And I could tell them until I was blue in the face, you should at least consider this path. It may be something to take into account. You may want to see past the event so that you can see if you can handle what will come of it. Just like in this dream, you you could handle what came of what you knew was coming to you But I'm going to say it. It's the difference between old world and new world. Old world, we were taught to fear. And we are emerging fearless. 
even though it looks like we're staying home out of fear. But I'm not staying home out of fear. I'm not scared I'm going to get the virus. It finds its way to me with all the precautions I'm taking. Oh, wow. But I will know I've done my best. Yes, I do wear a mask when I go shopping. Yes, I do wear gloves when I go shopping. Yes, I do take them off in the car once I get there and put them in a bag and get rid of them. Then I put on other gloves to bring the stuff in the house. Yes, I do all of that because it makes me feel like I'm doing my best. It may not make sense. It may not make sense with what we might find out in the future. I don't know, but I don't care either because I can't predict any of that. I'm not going to spend my time looking at every conspiracy theory of why this is all happening, I can't control any of that. But I do know that if I just do my best every day, I'm going to feel good about my decisions every day. And whatever other decisions I get, I will feel good about those too. Because I understand that somewhere in all of this, the only thing that I can make sense of is myself and my family because that's what I'm surrounded by. And in this dream, you get caught up in the old world of the old feelings of sadness and anger and all this stuff. And then when you get to where you're going, it goes away because the trust that you can take care of yourself is what replaces it. Think about that. As we start to solve, as we start to heal, I know I read something. I think it was something on Maureen Cook. She put it on the um, radio page about how healing isn't something we need. And it was a great, um, I want to say, narrative or background as to why. But we do heal. There, There was... It does mean something. We know when we really, really heal, not when we think we healed and we just sit and we breathe our way through something, but when we really heal, like the healing in this dream, you healed from this dream because you saw yourself release the anger and the sadness that were your anchors prior. And you found your spot. There was a woman... She's passed away now, but when I first wrote um, Little Wing, I used to go to all of these conferences about people who wrote books because I wanted to know how to get published. And at the time, the book industry decentralized in the early 2000s. It just decentralized. Copy editors were now self-employed, and everybody was self-employed, and the big publishing houses were no longer giving advances, and life changed. And okay, that's what life does. It changes. But then what happened was I met this woman. I, I saw her at a speaking engagement. She was the one speaking, talking about how she's a book shepherd. And that meant that she coordinates all the different facets it takes to get your book published, but it's on your dime. So I had to find the money to do this and pay her. I paid her like 60 thousand dollars I had to go get a loan and it took me forever to get the loan and I've told the story many times in many radio shows prior but 
the first time I met her one-on-one, I was there with Sterling at the time. I don't even remember what I said to her. And she looked me in the face and said, you're a healer. You just healed me. I felt it. And I wish she were alive today that I can call her and ask her, what did I heal? What did that mean to you? What did that feel like? Well, these two dreams are different versions of the results of healing. So what we read is kind of what it looks like and feels like. That, yeah, these all this stuff came to me, but I left good behind and I went on to take care of myself because that's the only person I can take care of. And I know that now. That's power, empowerment. This is the stuff we're looking for. You guys, it was good to be back. I will see you tomorrow on Questions Friday. I have just a few minutes, a few seconds left. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.